was up to the ones that were there to receive what he was doing because we we don't have to receive yeah we don't have to receive salvation we don't have to receive healing we don't have to receive the gift of the holy spirit you know we mm -hmm. can tell god no mm -hmm. so after we recognize that god is moving then it we have to receive mm -hmm. what he's doing like okay god what is it that you're asking me to do or where is you know i receive what you have for me i receive salvation message received exactly <laughs> message received you know because um that's a, i mean you you can see in churches all across the world on sunday mornings when there's an invitation given out for maybe salvation mm -hmm. or or prayer just yeah. something you know okay i'm saved i know jesus and all that but just prayer and they're like mm, not not mm -mm. yeah you know and so we can not receive so it becomes up to us once we recognize that god is moving to receive what yes. he's doing yes okay uh releasing releasing the gifts and callings of what god has given you right and that goes hand in hand with if you tell god no he's going to use somebody else that's right he's given you the opportunity to share life with him to share work with him yes and if if you if you say no he'll move on to the next person right right and that's you know and i think uh it was like you were saying people make it so much harder than what it has to be he just looks for someone to say yes yes you know to say here am i send me yeah you know um, he's not looking to see how educated you are, you know, if you've read the Bible through in one year, he's just looking for somebody that is willing to be a vessel for him to yeah. work through, yeah. you know. And so the Lord began to kind of put that together that we have to, uh, first we have to recognize that he's mm -hmm. moving, then we have to receive mm -hmm. what he's doing, and then we have to respond to it. Mm -hmm. We have to respond um whether it's an altar call for prayer or whether it's God asking you to pray with somebody or whether it's God asking you to give to a missionary or any of those things, we have to respond to God. Mm -hmm. We have to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to respond to you. Mm -hmm. And then after we respond, then we begin to release what it is that God is doing. Okay. So if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Okay. Does it get easier? Like once, like when you get into um, habit, does it, is it easier to approach a person and pray with them? Or is it easier to receive um, the Holy Spirit in, in what God is telling you? Is it? I think so. Okay. I, I think, I think so. So it's, once you step out of that comfort zone, you're just still not out there on the ledge. You're, right. you're, you're, you're not falling. You're, you're walking. With yes. God. Yes. I, I always said that in, there's a, movie i think it's uh indiana jones one of the indiana jones temple of doom movies yeah. or something like that in one of the movies you know harrison ford goes up to the edge mm -hmm. and it looks like there is nothing there like okay if i jump off of this i'm going into nothingness and everything but all of a sudden he leaps and as he leaps a bridge comes up mm -hmm. and that's kind of how it is with God it's it's like we feel like we're just standing there on this edge and how are we going to do this and you know how is God going to make this happen but if we just jump then he becomes that bridge yeah. and he comes up and and he helps us because it it does begin to be easier yeah. you know it does and um it can 
I th and I think as you get to know the Lord more, mm -hmm. you get to recognize maybe his voice and what he's doing. And it, it doesn't become to where you're like, is that you, God? Are you sure, God? <laughs> okay, God, well, if it's you, let them be wearing green today. And then I'll know that, you know, it, it's, it's becomes past that to yeah. where you're like, mm -hmm, that's the Lord. That's him. Tell me. But I always tell people he backs it up with his word every time, you know, every God never says something to you that is contrary to the word of God. And so I always say, does it back up with Bible? You know, does it back yeah. up with Bible? Yeah. And, um, and so I just think, uh, those are just the four kind of key things that the Lord kind of laid out for us mm -hmm. is that, uh, and to teach on those things. Mm -hmm. So that's what we've been doing in the ignite series is teaching. So I want to reiterate, we kind of did uh, an introduction of where this is happening and, and who is upfront and kind of what we're, what we're learning. Mm -hmm. But I just want to emphasize that this just isn't for church membership. This isn't just for no. church family. Mm -mm. It's for anybody in yes. the community that would like to come in and, Definitely. and join in. So the first night we've had actually two nights so we're kind of recapping the first night and mm -hmm. then we'll we'll recap uh every night afterward um but with the two nights the first night you had the 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 display yes. walkthrough set up and i think that that was just amazing Thanks. um and it's the second night we did uh the actual sit down and study which we'll talk about later probably mm -hmm. in season in episode six mm -hmm. um but can you tell us a little bit about what what happened on uh, the first night with with the the setup that you had? Yeah. Um, so it was uh, January first, mm -hmm. and I was at home praying and just reading, you know, reading my Bible and asking the Lord, you know, how, you know, He was wanting to orchestrate this. And Stan had been praying, and we had been talking about it, you know, and everything. And I began to read in Exodus, you know, when they had laid out the tabernacle, when God said, came and he said, you know, I'm going to tell you how to build a tabernacle and in the wilderness, mm -hmm. you know. And so um, because up at that point, they would come sometimes to a mountain and they would maybe worship at a mountain and then they would make a little mound of stones there, you know, yeah. or something like this. And so um, they began to. And God was very specific. He was very specific on the dimensions, how it was laid out, all of those kind of things. So once they got this done, they had uh, the covering, which was like a curtain, mm -hmm. and it was called the way. And if you go to the New Testament, Jesus is called the way because yeah. he is the only way yeah. you know and so in the old testament it was a curtain and it was the way it was the gate it was known as the gate so there was no other way to go through there you had to go through that gate the way and so when we read in the new testament you know it says that jesus is the truth and he is the way and he is the only way. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of a parallel between the Old Testament and the new. Then um, there was the basin where the priests would go in and they would wash their hands and they would wash their feet. And that is symbolic of our baptism. You know, in the New Testament, John came and he came baptizing people for the repentance of their sin. Mm -hmm. And so when you're baptized, you're 
doing their public confession, letting the world know that that old sinful self is dead to sin and you become a new creation just like Jesus was put to death in the tomb and then he rose on the third day. And so that was the symbol symbolism of that. And then there was in the Old Testament, there was the table of showbread, which was the bread and, and the wine, which in the New Testament is our communion. Mm -hmm. And then past that, uh, in the uh, Old Testament, there was the candlesticks and they had seven. Um, and you can read all about this in Exodus, I believe it's 25 through 30, 25 through 27. Um, it talked about the candlesticks and how there was to be seven branches and in Zephaniah and in Revelations, it talks about the seven spirits and the seven eyes of God. Mm -hmm. And so those were, you know, wisdom, counsel, power, might, the fear of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord, you know, um, understanding those kind of things. That's what the seven candlesticks represented. And so oh, wow. I laid that out uh, because so many times people stop at the gate. You know, it's like, okay, I'm saved. It's good. I'm going to heaven. My sins are forgiven. Mm, job's you know, done. job's done. <laughs> and then they don't even maybe go to be baptized mm -hmm. and you need to be baptized in water. And so the second one was the baptism of water. And then you need to take communion. You know, the Bible tells us that we, Jesus said to his disciples um, on the night before he was crucified, he said, do this in remembrance of me mm -hmm. until I come or until you come and be with me. Mm -hmm. So until we go to be with the Lord, we are to be taking communion um, as a symbol of the blood that was shed and his body that was broken for our healing. And then it doesn't stop there. There's so much more to that. And then that is where it comes into where we begin to pray, God, give us understanding, give us power. The Bible says that we are to live a life of power, <coughs> you know, so to give us power, to give us understanding, to give us counsel so that when we talk to people that we give them good counsel, you know, the fear of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord, all of those things. And so the Lord just began to show that to me through the word as I was reading. And as I was reading, I started thinking, we have that. Stan used a gate, you know, at church to preach a message. And we had uh, taught about the tabernacle. And <coughs> so we had all of these things here. And so the Lord said, lay that out as a uh, symbol of how to go about praying. And so that's what we did. And then we just told people, if you want to go through here and um participate in this you can do it if you don't that's okay too mm -hmm. but it was more just like a visual because you know if you hear something and you see something you're more apt to remember it yes and so that was more of just a visual to help people to understand i don't have to just stop at being saved mm -hmm. there's so much more for me so i hope that makes sense yes <laughs> okay yes okay so that's why we did that was just to to show people it was nothing that, you know, everything is scriptural, everything is in the Bible, but a lot of times we just, like I said, we stop at salvation. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of what that is. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank wonderful, you. Thank wonderful. you for having me. Um, I wanted to end with a quote that you said, uh, the anointing is released by affection. And as our affection multiplies, the more our anointing multiplies. That's right.
That's right. As our affection for Christ grows, the more our affection is towards him, then the more the anointing is released in our life yes. because it is the affection, our affection for the Lord that releases the anointing. And that was the other thing at the beginning of the year that the Lord told me was you is focus. Mm -hmm. He has to be our focus. That and was my word too. It was it was so yeah. in because in John it says, you know, that he is Jesus, the one and only. Yes. And so we get so caught up in all these other things that fight for our affection, mm -hmm. okay? Um and not necessarily bad things, but just things that that try to distract us yes. to steal our affection. Yes. Um, and so he said, you have to focus on me, all of, you know, you have to focus on me. And as you do that, then our infection grows for him. And then the greater the anointing is released in our life. I love it. Yeah, love it's it. good. The Lord is good. He's good. So what do we, what, what can we look forward to in the coming nights? In the coming nights, the Ignite sessions, we have a little bit of teaching. Um, and then we have what I would call a practicum. Mm -hmm. So this past um, Sunday night, we put people in pairs of two that did not know each other and said, take a pause, just be quiet, listen and receive what the Lord is dropping into your spirit mm -hmm. and then begin to pray mm -hmm. for that person. And it was a beautiful thing it to was. watch. I told um, Stan, I said, I felt just like, a mama, you know, I was like, <laughs> yes, yes. Because as I watch people begin to pray for one another and how they didn't even know each other, but God would begin to speak to them. And then you would see them begin to cry and, and men, you know, men were praying with each other because we had the men pray for men and the women pray for women. And we just saw such a beautiful movement mm -hmm. of the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's when you're like, yes, Lord, <laughs> yes. And so um, just things like that. We're going to be working on things like that, um, talking about um, prophetic gifts, talking about um, healing, talking about how to pray for people, um, and really just how to minister. And, you know, all of that comes from God. He's the only one that does it. We just get to partner with him, but he's the one that does it. God so, is on the move. He is. All these little puzzle pieces he's putting together. Yes, I'm yes. I'm so excited to be a part of it. Thank this. you. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And we're just looking forward to what God's going to do and just want to invite you to come. So on Wednesday nights, what time? Bible study Wednesday night, 630. 630. Mm -hmm. We have regular service on Sunday mornings yes. at 1030. Yes. And then six o'clock on Sunday night. So yes. come join us. Yes. Amen. Yes. <laughs> we look forward to meeting you. We'll see y'all later.